0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcast.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to TNT where we're back. Uh, we're back in our business of looking into TNT and getting inspired, getting interested, getting excited and connecting the messages, the timeless messages of David Amalek to our lives, to hear right now, today and creating amazing ideas and tools together that we could take into our life to majorly increase our personal well-beings and the well-beings of the people around us. Because when we're doing well, there are ripple effects. I just want to... Uh, acknowledge the fact that we had a little bit of a break, and I've been, Baruch Hashem, very busy with private coaching and um, creating groups and being busy with a lot of other things, but these classes are just, you know, the feedback that I've been getting is that they are too good to just forget about, and although it takes me hours to prepare each class, it's something that I really feel is important um, I would love to keep providing this for all of us. I need sponsorships to help make it happen, so please be in touch with me. I am continuing these classes on a um, on a uh, by-request basis. So if you're interested in dedicating a class for L'Iloy Nishmas or for Shalema or because it's your friend's birthday, Um, it doesn't have to be such a serious reason or if you want to even just give gratitude to Hashem for something, whatever it might be that you want to dedicate this class to, you could even chip in with family and friends for a common cause. It's such a beautiful opportunity. Get in touch with me, uh, yalbertram at gmail.com or my website, yalbertram.com. Contact me through there and um, and we'll arrange a class and it will be in your merit. So beautiful. Okay, so I just want to start by actually thinking the sponsor of this class today who gives me a tremendous amount of chizok in the work that I do. It's not the first time that she's sponsoring one of my classes and um, this beautiful family has Bar Hashem been blessed with Hashem's many blessings and they want to offer thank you to Hashem. They have a tremendous amount. Their hearts are full of gratitude. Hashem, Hashem should give them health, and naches, and joy, and everything that they could ever ask for. I mean, okay, so here we go. Perek Kuf Gimel. Okay, she she said gratitude, so I looked up gratitude. Which part can talk about gratitude? Perek Kuf Gimel is a beautiful Perek on this topic. Now, I spoke in the past about different... gratitude tools, right? And we did the typical write down the gratitudes which is, you know, it's it's an oldie but but a goodie and uh, that's for sure helpful, but I wanted to get a little bit deeper. And I wanted to really discover today, I wanted to help us all discover how gratitude can actually become a vehicle to change ourselves and to change our realities. So we're getting really deep into this. It's not just about a fleeting feeling anymore. This class is going to solidify gratitude for you in a way that will completely change your life. Okay? So here we go. Parak Kuf Gimel. So in this parak, David HaMelech is calling upon his soul. Bar nafshi. My soul blesses Hashem. He's calling upon his higher self to praise Hashem. And then... He doesn't just express his feeling of gratitude and then move on, but he spends the entire perech really crystallizing important truths and messages that describe the way Hashem treats us. He basically, he takes this gratitude and he makes conclusions out of it. And he says, I, because of the things that Hashem does for me, because of the things that I see coming into my life, therefore I know that Hashem is Racham v'chanan; He's merciful. Therefore I know that Hashem is uh slow to anger. Therefore I know, and He creates this whole beautiful list, almost in this parak of all the amazing things, the great things that Hashem does for us. And the, what this reminded me of, and maybe because I also give Parsha classes, and we did, last week we had Parsha's Vayigash, and we spoke about the emotional reunion between Yaakov and Yosef. And there's something there that reminds me very much of this topic that we're doing today on gratitude. And it is, what reminds me of it is when, when Yaakov And Yosef met after all those years apart. When they had that reunion, Yosef was crying. He fell onto Yaakov's neck in tears, and Yaakov wasn't. And the Mefarshim explained that Yaakov, what was he doing? Why wasn't he crying? Why wasn't he hugging and crying also? Because he was busy saying Shema. And so, and why was he busy saying Shema at that moment? Because he wanted to use that uh, intense emotion of gratitude that he had at that moment to harness it to use it for something that was going to be lasting so and that's what he did he created the tefillah of shema this eternal truth this eternal statement that we make every day multiple times a day he kind of like bottled up the moment of gratitude that he had that was so great he didn't want to let it go didn't want it to just leave he bottled it up and he gifted it he gifted it To all of us, as a way through which we could all see Hashem and the world in a more strengthening way that's full of emuna and bitachon. So, wow, right? David does that in this parak. You'll see. We're going to read through the parak. Yaakov does that when he creates the tefillah of Shema through his powerful gratitude that he has. And and we're going to do the same thing. We're going to use. We're going to learn this idea today, of taking the moments of gratitude that we have in our life to like form a new mindset about the world to form a new way of viewing the way Hashem treats us in our life to form a new narrative of what how our life runs okay so why why is this what's with gratitude why is grat- why specifically are we using gratitude to help us to accomplish this goal of changing the way we view our life. So first of all, gratitude, we have to know, is the single most powerful force, the most powerful tool that we have at our disposal as human beings to become happy and to attract good things in our life. So gratitude is, there's like a direct correlation between gratitude and happiness. You can't possibly be full of gratitude and be depressed at the same time. It's simply not possible. So the more you get conscious about your gratitudes and really integrate it into your life and into your philosophies about the way you see the world, which is what we're going to do in this class, the happier you'll be. Okay? And why do we want to change the way we view the world? Because the answer to this is that so many of us are walking around... With a lot of limiting beliefs that we're carrying subconsciously. We hear things from the media. We hear things from other people. We, we adopt these things subconsciously, right? Marriage has to be such hard work. It's so hard. And, and there's never enough money. And 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 we have to work so hard to make ends meet. And foods, most of the foods that we eat are poisonous for us, right? If I eat one morsel of sugar, um, I'm killing my body, right? Life is so stressful and hard. There are, there's not enough good guys out there on the market. And Shadokim. raising children is bringing me white hairs. We develop all of these negative beliefs about the world and about how our life is running. And the problem with this is that when when we believe something, it's actually what we believe that creates our reality. We see the whole world through that lens and then we keep noticing things that match up with that belief and then we actually create that life for ourselves. So the only way to experience a different life is to dig out the seed, take out the seed, take out those beliefs, those negative beliefs and plant a new seed, right? You can't get rid of the tree unless you take out the the seed and plant a new seed. So the way that I'm going to teach you to plant a new seed, how do you plant a new seed to create a new reality? How do you change your beliefs in life? I want us to use our moments of gratitude to change the way we view our life. And that's exactly what we're going to do here. It's not just about experiencing that momentary feeling of gratitude and forgetting about it and moving on with our day and going back to work and going back to family obligations and whatever. It's about having that moment of gratitude and just like Yaakov Avinu who created a truism from it. He created a mantra that stuck with us through all the generations, that that held us through the concentration camps, that held us through all the tough times where we could have ended up falling off the derech, right? That, That Shema Yisrael was there for us. And so I want us to each have our own personal Shema Yisraels. I want us to have our own new mantras that we're going to create through those moments of gratitude that we're going to have in our life. So I just want to start by giving you, before I go into the parak, I want to give you a quick personal example. Um, actually, maybe I'm going to wait till the end. You know what, I'm going to give you this personal example at the end of the parek, um, And and I'm just going to start. I want to dive right in to Perek Kof Gimel, Chapter 103. And let's begin with Pasuk Aleph, LeDavid. So David, he's talking to himself, right? And he's saying, Barchi Nafshi Es Hashem. I command he's commanding his soul to bless Hashem. Now it's an interesting way of speaking. Why doesn't he just say, I bless Hashem? What's with the nafshi? My soul blesses Hashem. And I didn't actually I didn't see this written in any of the Mafarshim, but I'm sure it's there. Otherwise I'll have to write my own sefer because I'm I feel very strongly about the way I am touching this up. Why is he telling his soul to bless Hashem? And the way you know, Lefi Anias Daiti, as they say, according to how I see it. Lamaisa, our lives very often get wrap us up in challenges and we get wrapped up and we can't really focus on the blessings. It becomes very, very difficult to do that. So David is kind of saying to us here, you know, in those moments where you're so busy and it's so hectic and there's so many things that you're struggling with, it might be hard for you to access gratitude. So in those cases, you really have to dig deep and access your higher self, access that eternal part of you, that soul, your your spiritual higher piece, that divine part of who you are. You have to grab onto that and use that to to help you attain and achieve the gratitude that you're looking for. So, you know, that's what he's saying here when he says the way it feels to me. Barchi nafshi as Hashem, right? I can't always physically, you know, with my mundane personality of who I am, access the gratitude that I have for Hashem because I'm wrapped up in so many things and dealing with so many troubles or whatever it is. But if I grasp onto my higher self and I command that part of me to thank Hashem. That's the part of me that is in touch with all the goodness. That's the part of me that knows that everything I'm going through is for the best. And that's the part of me that has access at all times to to the gratitude. Okay? And then he says Vakal Kravai eshem Kutchou. So he's talking about Kravai. What does this mean? The Mafrashim explained that there's a, it's a few times in Tehillim it says nafshi, and every time it's talking about a different stage of his life. It's referring to David's Shira to Hashem, his praise and gratitude to Hashem at different points in his life. So this particular as Hashem is talking about Kravai when he was in the inside, when he was inside his mother's womb. Very interesting. So he was already praising Hashem from inside the womb. The next pasuk says, Barach yinaf Hashem. So again, we're repeating it. Yes, it's poetic to repeat it again. But also, I think that it's, important, it's an important lesson, right? Gratitude is not something that we can do once and forget about. Gratitude has to be done again and again and again. It has to really be ingrained in us. We have to live with it at every stage of our life and constantly be looking for the good and feeling grateful for it. And don't forget all of the good things that Hashem does for you. Now here, very interestingly, the Mepharshim explained that this Barchi Nafshi in here here in Pasuk B's is referring to a different stage in David's life. First, we spoke about when he was in the womb. Here, called gamulav. The word gamulav is a remez to nursing. It's the same shoresh as the word you know, as as when a mother's nursing her baby. So, the stage in of life that this is referring to is when he came out of out of the womb and he's nursing from his mother. That's when he said this barchi nafshi. So, I just want to stop for a minute because the you know, I when I taught, I was teaching in seminary, and a few years ago, and I taught Shara B'China, which is one of the chapters, one of the books of Chovos Halvavos, where Rabbeinu Bachia gets into like understanding nature he tells us it's a khiyef to look at the, our bodies look at nature to look at the events in the world and to really see Hashem's hand in it and he talks there specifically about nursing and he really gets into depth about the beauty and the miracle in the idea of a you know of a nursing baby so i just want to go for a minute there because since David is here right here in this pasuk blessing Hashem for the nursing for nursing from his mother i want to just highlight some of the amazing things that I read, I Reverend Victor Miller gives a commentary on this Shara Bechina and the Khovos Salvavos and he brings out beautiful points and, and it says there that when you think about when you you know, let's go let's let's think about the way this whole process works with nursing the baby. Okay? First of all, the first miracle is that the, the milk only comes out. The, the mother doesn't walk around her whole life with milk, right? She only has the milk exactly when she needs it. When that baby comes out, bam! All of a sudden, she has exactly whatever nourishment that baby needs. And what nourishment does she have? She, she has the, the, it doesn't, the milk doesn't stay the same throughout the journey of the nursing. When the, when the baby's born, the mother has colostrum. What's colostrum? Colostrum, if you look it up, actually has in it, Like special properties that it's almost like a vaccine. It provides immunity for the baby and it coats the inside of the baby's uh, intestinal tract with a special coating that provides the baby with immunity against any germs that might come in. Okay, so that's very important before the baby starts taking things in during the course of his life to have that coating. Then... You know, another miracle is that every time the baby sucks, there's just enough for that one meal. The body knows exactly how much the baby needs. The first milk that comes out of the mother is very light. It's very watery because the baby needs first to, we need to make sure the baby's hydrated. And then at the end of the feed, that's when the heavy, thick milk comes in that actually helps put the baby to sleep. Also the holes where the milk comes out of, right? When you look at a regular nipple on a bottle, after a few feeds, it starts getting stretched out. The baby could start choking or gagging. Too much is coming out, right? The mother is designed to provide in the exact amount, just the the right amount that the child is able to handle sucking on. When the baby is sick, and this part is really incredible, okay. when the baby is sick, they discovered, scientists or whoever is busy with this, discovered that the baby passes on a cue through its saliva to the mother to, to, to tell the mother's milk to produce more milk that has specific antibodies to help cure the child of that illness. Incredible. Um, Also, even if the mother, let's say the mother's exposed to a virus, she will produce antibodies in her milk that get passed on to the baby to protect the baby. It's momish like magic. It's magical, right? And we have to really, you know, notice this parak is, we're talking about gratitude here. We have to notice, we have to pay attention to the fact that Hashem takes care of us in magical ways. So basically, um, now here is where David starts with his list of truisms, right? This is his list of statements about Hashem, right? Hashem, you did so much good for me, and now I'm going to put out there what my philosophy is on the world as a result of all the evidence of all the good that you've done for me in my life. And we're going to see him do it, and then we're going to learn a very easy way to do it ourselves. So he starts here, and he starts explaining, Hashem forgives illnesses, Hashem it cures people's sicknesses. The next Pesach says, Mishachas Chesed He redeems our life from the pit. He surrounds you with steadfast love and mercy. So I just want to comment here for a minute. Mishachas Very often a person is a very difficult crisis. We go through intense challenges at times in our life. And Hashem takes us out of it. And the thing is that as humans... You know, we don't really see things correctly. And we sometimes feel like, well, if I went through this stress, or if I went through this intense struggle or challenge, or if I'm going through this thing, it means I'm less than. It means somehow I had a part in getting myself into this. How come nobody else seems to be struggling the way I am? And we feel shame and we feel down. But here this Pesach is telling us a new way of looking at it. David is explaining to us, don't feel down. If if you go through that pit and Hashem digs you out of it, guess what you know what happens the opposite of it's the opposite of shame and guilt you get crowned with chesed and rachamim now that you went through such a challenge such a major difficulty in your life now you're on a different status now you're a queen now you're a king. Now you get a crown around your head. Now you have expert information. You're an expert on that area that you went through. You got through it. You have more wisdom. You have more knowledge. You now have the ability to provide chesed and rachamim for other people. You now have the ability to give over for for your knowledge, for your wisdom, for your information. For your sympathy and empathy and kindness to spill over onto everyone around you. So going through challenges does not make us less than. It puts us on a royal status. It crowns us with the ability to really make a difference in the world. Keep that in mind. HaMas Batov Okay, so now it's saying that Hashem... What what else does Hashem do? We're, we're describing Hashem. And it says that He keeps the, the people in their old age... He satisfies them with good. Tischadei, she keeps them young. Okay, we're saying here that Hashem keeps old people young, and He renews their their life. So what are we saying here? We know, like we're right. We we look in the mirror, we see white hairs, we see wrinkles. Uh, we know, like right, <laughs> things are going downhill as we get older, um, and that uh, physically we deteriorate. So what's it saying? It's saying here that even though we're physically aging, spiritually. Hashem is constantly providing new opportunities for growth and involvement. He's giving us, constantly giving us the circumstances that we need in our life to grow and become the people that we need to be. So we shouldn't think, well, I'm old and, you know, I'm getting older. It's all down here. I'm downhill from there. Actually, as people get older and their physical body deteriorates, they become more inspired to put more focus on their spirituality. We see this a lot as people get older. All the Bobbies who, are, who, who their heads weren't to him. I can't imagine that their heads were in, the, in their Tehillim when they were 15 years old and, and beautiful and young and fresh, right? It's at the end of a person's life when there's this spiritual awakening. And that's what it means when it says that Hashem renews us in our old age. Even though our bodies are deteriorating, our spirituality is actually just being sparked and, and it's growing and it's evolving. And, you know, I saw something very interesting once. It says, How come it was saying, it was talking about how come in Judaism we start our days? during the nighttime, during the night before, right? Tonight starts a new day in the Jewish world, right? So why is that? And the answer was because nighttime symbolizes the end of a person's life, like when a person's old. And daytime symbolizes when a person is young. And in in spiritual terms, we view being old, we view the night as just the beginning. We view the night as like that's when things are. That's when you're getting clarity and wisdom that you need to really become your best self, to really fulfill your mission in, in 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 the world. You have all the experience behind you. You have all the devotion and the connection to Hashem. You have everything you need for things to only get lighter and brighter, you know, from there. So that was just a nice khizuk for those of us who are feeling a little bit uh, stressed out by the state of uh, you know our aging situation. Okay. So, then as we go on, we see that David talks about, mm-hmm. about Hashem, Racham v'chanan, Hashem is merciful, Erech he's slow to anger, Lola netzach yariv v'lo, yitar, v'lo la Olam yitar. He will not fight with us forever, he won't be angry for all time. What does this mean? This is nice chazak for us. Sometimes we feel like we're going through a challenge, and the worst, the, by the way, very often, the worst part of it is that we have this, like, feeling inside of us like the subconscious thing that's telling us, you're going to be going through this forever. This is just going to last forever. And that creates the most suffering, right? So we have to really remind ourselves, even if Hashem is punishing you, and He wants to give you a kapar for something, right? He's not going to be angry at you forever. And He gets over things quickly. We said, He's merciful. He gets over things. He doesn't stick with things for long. He's going to get over it, right? So, We want to use our mantras that, you know, in in our Talon classes, we spoke about a lot of different ideas of things to tell yourself when you're going through a hardship. We want to use those mantras to help ourselves. Things like, this is a temporary experience. Tomorrow is a better day. Things can change at the flick of a switch. Um, This is just a tkufa. The best is yet to come. You could even say something like, as I grow and evolve, so does my life. My life changes and grows and evolves, right? Remind yourself that this is just a temporary experience, and that Shem doesn't stay angry forever. Okay, so we're saying here that, um, Hashem does not repay us according to our chataim, according to our sins. He gives us way less of a punishment than we actually deserve. And this is chizuk for a lot of us who are walking around thinking, you know, we don't realize that we carry these messages from our youth. Maybe, you know, if your parents were tough on you or if uh, an educator was tough on you, we we end up like projecting those images onto Hashem and looking at Hashem as like this like punitive, angry, mean type of force in our life that's looking to get back at us. A lot of us, a lot of the clients that I coach um, come to me with this type of feeling, like this fear of Hashem in a way. And here David is like squelching that and he's saying, no, 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 no. Hashem gives you the least possible punishment possible. He looks away whenever he can. He forgets about things easily, right? Hashem is the loving father. He's the one who... Um, who wants to do the best for us, wants to give us the things that we want. of Albanim, it says here in the perech, um, Hashem is like a father who is having rachmanus on his kids. Interesting, why father and not mother? I would assign the midah of more to a mother than a father. So, rachim is actually, I saw this, that Rahim is from the word rechem, womb. Just like a womb gets bigger as needed, as the baby grows, the womb gets bigger. And when the baby comes out, the womb grows smaller, right? The same thing is with Rachmanas, it's not necessarily merciful. To just have endless mercy. Mercy, it's not it's not merciful to have endless amounts of mercy, right? The the very meaning of the word rachmanas, the very the, the good part about the rachmanas is that it's like a rechem, that it has to grow sometimes and sometimes it has to shrink. So rahmanas means that I know when to be merciful, when not to, and how much mercy to apply in any given situation. And it seems, and I think a lot of us could probably relate to this, that a father is probably better at really being able to give the right amount of rahmanas. A mother, we're just way too much, right? We're like, yeah, sure, take it. You know, it's hard for us to say no. At least that's my experience personally. Um, you know, but a father, a father is, is able, has an easier time curbing that rahmanas and knowing when to come in and say, that's it, no more, right? So we're saying Hashem has the right amount of rahmanas. He has the correct amount of Rahmanas like a father, and not, you know. Sometimes it seems like we would want more, but obviously that's not good for us. Hashem knows exactly how much mercy to give at any given time. Okay, so why is Hashem so merciful on us and so careful not to punish us too much and to get over things quickly? He knows because He knows how we're formed. He created us. He remembers and He knows that we're made out of afar, that we're fallible, that we're vulnerable that we're human that we make mistakes that that's how we were created that's who we are and he created us that way so very often we look at ourselves we're so hard on ourselves we have to remember Hashem has gives us leeway Hashem overlooks Hashem is merciful and kind let's treat ourselves and others in the same way and the last pasuk says at the end of the last pasuk. again, we repeat Bar-Chinaf, she has Hashem. It's almost like this stage is talking, the Mepharshim say, this, this Bar-Chinaf, is referring to death, that he praised Hashem when he died. And so like we have like the whole full gamut. We started off at birth, at nursing from his mother, and then it's almost like he's saying, but if you live with all of these statements that we spoke about recognizing that everything that you go through all the ups and downs are from your loving merciful father then guess what you'll be able to die with Hashem. also your soul will have just as easy of a time blessing and thanking Hashem at the end of your life after you went through all those trials and tribulations as it did when it came into the world as a pure in a pure state not having had gone through any of that okay Okay, this was a lot. This was a mouthful. I usually try to keep my classes short. So I'm going to try to do this fast, but um, I'm very important, I have very important information coming here. Okay, so we see clearly how in this parak, David thanks Hashem, but doesn't just thank Hashem. He builds a mindset, a philosophy he concretizes a philosophy about life through his gratitude to Hashem. And he says Hashem is kirachim of Albanem, He's compassionate. He gives us the least possible punishments he renews us in our old age he heals us he forgives us right so he's using his gratitude to cement a new narrative into his mind and into our minds about the way we should view Hashem and we spoke about why uh, it's so important to do this and the importance of gratitude and now i want to talk about how we can turn the moments of these moments of gratitude into permanent new ways of viewing the world that will serve us that will make us better people and that will make our life better So how do we do this? Okay, so I'm going to give you a two-step process. Number one, the first thing you want to do when something good happens, instead of just saying, oh, that was nice and moving on, ask yourself, so now that this good thing happened, what do I now know about the way Hashem treats me? What does this mean about how I'm treated? About my life? What do I now know? What's the what's the chadish here? What does this teach me? So use it as like, this thing this miracle didn't just happen to me this hashkacha prat story didn't just happen to me and forget it no what does it mean about the way i'm treated in my life about the way hashem relates to me okay so for my own example i want to give you uh, an important example i've been thinking to share this with you for a while okay so i got one day one fine sunday um you know sundays sundays uh sundays bring a lot of fun along with them right so one fine sunday i get a bill in the mail out of the clear blue sky that is astronomical okay it's an astronomical bill astronomical i'm not getting into details here you can call me we could talk about more details in person don't ask any questions it was huge and i started getting a migraine headache literally i took three advils because my head was starting to kill and i stopped myself and i said wait a second here wait a second here who takes care of me? Who gives me everything I have? Who who does everything for me? Why am I worrying? I have how dear how dare I worry. Everything I need, everything I have is taken care of by Hashem. I took a sticky note from my desk and I wrote Hashem on it and I pasted it onto the bill and I put the bill on the side but like where I could see it with the sticky note that said Hashem. Because I wanted to be able to like, whenever I worried about the bill in my head, I wanted to be able to glance over at my desk and see the sticky note that said Hashem and remind myself that I fully expect Hashem to take care of this for me because it's beyond the scope of my capabilities. Um, Okay, so that's what I did. And I said to myself, um, this is going to be my new belief. I'm going to use all the gratitude that I have from past things that happened in my life. I'm going to use this realization that Hashem takes care of me and crystallize it and make it a thing, right? And I I mean, I did this a while ago, but this was just a continuation of it. Um, it's a thing, right? Hashem takes care of me. I don't have to worry. This is the way I live my life. I had to like remind that to myself, right? This was like a test that I really needed to remind myself. So I remind myself this, I'm giving this over to Hashem. And I put left it on my desk. And I tried to forget about it as much as possible. And when I saw it, I reminded myself, "It's it's being taken care of. You're good. Don't worry about it. It's not your problem." Okay. Um, well, it was about maybe three, three or four weeks later that some unexpected turn of events happened in my life, and I got the money that I needed for this bill very unexpectedly, very surprisingly, and very I was. Just like over the moon. Um, more than over the moon about the fact that I didn't have to pay this bill was me feeling over the moon that I have such a connection with Hashem that when I rely on Him, right? Baruch hagever, asheh yiftach b'ashem, Bahai Hashem miftacho, right? When I rely on Hashem and I expect Him to come through for me, He really does crazy stuff anyways what does this have to do with anything it has to do with the fact that i created a mantra out of the gratitudes in my life and the mantra was all i have to do is assign something to god and he's gonna take care of it for me okay and that's that's what i reminded myself to do with this and it worked and it really worked because what you believe becomes your life so again let's go back to our step one of our tool Something good happens to you. You feel the gratitude. You say, now what do I know? What do I now know about the way Hashem treats me? Um, if money showed up for you out of nowhere when you needed it, don't just pay the bill and move on. Bottle up that thing. Bottle up that gratitude and say, say, what, what do I now know? Ask yourself, what do I now know? Okay. And then the step two is create a mantra. Because when you create that one liner that makes you feel amazing and that feels true for you based on the experience that you went through, then that mantra will be something you could keep on taking out of your pocket, keep on reminding yourself. So the money showed up for you. What do you now know? I now know that whenever I need things, Hashem sends them my way. Maybe in the past I believed I had to work five jobs and it's all ba- all reliant on me making the that Now I know that when I need things, Hashem has many ways to send them to me. Okay? As another example. You went to the doctor. Something came back wrong in your blood test. It was worrying you. Then one day you rechecked it. Bam! It was gone. It just left. Right? That happens. Right? Things happen in our body. They come and go. What do I now know? And create a Mantra. Okay, step one is the question, what do I now know about the way Hashem treats me? Step two two is, what is my new way of viewing the world? What is my new narrative that I'm going to be living by? So, you know, the blood test came back. Your new narrative might be, Hashem is constantly restoring my health. Instead of, oh no, if I eat one little piece of sugar, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Okay, so let's say these mantras. Why do we need to say these mantras? Because I believe what I say. And the more you say it, the more you will see it in your life. And the more you will see it, the more you will believe it. And it's just the best vicious cycle ever. I think it's called a virtuous cycle, actually. So slowly, through using gratitude to change your beliefs about life, you're going to change your whole belief system. And you're going to change, you're going to dig out all those seeds, replant new beliefs, new seeds in the ground. And I'm excited For you to see how unbelievably effective this is, Um, you're gonna be. I can't even describe it in words. It's something that you just have to try it and see it. It's miraculous, it's magical. And you will become a magnet for other people around you who are positive and joyful. They will all want to be with you and connect with you because they, they're they going to sense that your belief system is just going to radiate out of you and affect others. So it was my absolute pleasure to be back here today with you in Tiantahillam. Again, if you're interested in making one of these classes your own, making it happen, dedicating it to somebody you love, please get in touch with me, yalbertram.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And in general, I'd love to hear about your successes. You can email me at yalbertram at gmail.com. I'd love to hear, you know, yalbertram is B-E-R-T-R-A-M. I would love to hear uh, what's going on for you and how you're benefiting from the classes in general. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.